Welcome to the Podiatry Business Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and health business mentor. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring podiatry clinic owners to make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode 19 of the Podiatry Business Podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and podiatry business mentor. The title of today's podcast is How to Keep Great Staff. And this is the second of a two-part series. The first part being um, episode 18, where we discussed how to recruit great staff. So if you haven't listened to that, I recommend you do so now before you move on to the rest of this podcast. There's an old... um, podiatry clinic owners joke um, about how great it would be to run a clinic if you didn't wasn't for the patients and it wasn't for the staff. Now, while you might laugh at this if you're a clinic owner and you've had to deal with staff over the years, um, think about how would you possibly scale up your business without staff? You would have to do everything and you can only do that for so long. You will burn out and you will not be able to achieve the financial and personal freedom you could do by having a great team working for you. So the aim of this podcast is this episode of the podcast is to show you that it is imperative to scale up your business that you have staff and it shouldn't be something that you fear. It should be something you embrace and you should learn to love your staff as in you should learn to love what they do for you or what they potentially can do for you or the lifestyle that they can provide you with. Now, nowadays, there is no such thing as a job for life. And with the way that the globalization of the economy has evolved, staff, especially younger staff, tend to move on after a number of years. There's just no such thing as a job for life like there might have been for our parents. And if you as the clinic owner are expecting your staff are going to stay with you forever. You're being completely unrealistic. Um, They're going to move on. They're going to um, take other opportunities that are out there. They're going to travel um, and perhaps even open their own clinic down the road for you, which you should just expect it and don't take this personally. Sometimes I notice that in an effort to stop their staff from leaving, clinic owners make very foolish um, decisions or take very foolish decisions um, to entice their staff to stay to stay, such as partnerships or selling them part of the business too cheaply or too quickly when they're not the right person. And they're doing it in an effort to make sure that they don't leave because they've become so dependent on them. The job of you, the clinic owner, is to make sure that your staff are fully replaceable so that if one of them leaves, there's little or no change or uh, drama in your clinic and your business and your business runs along smoothly while your staff's job if you're a member of staff and you're listening to this your job is to make yourself irreplaceable so that your boss does not want you to go in a work environment like we have nowadays there tends to be a shortage of podiatrists and it is in your interest as a clinic owner to try and hold on to that staff member as long as you possibly can considering the amount of effort that you've had to put in to recruit them in the first place and to train them up to do things the way you want them to. Now, like I said, don't expect them to stay with you forever, um, but 
you should make every effort to ensure that they stay as long as they possibly can, making your life easier. Whatever you do, don't overpromise um, or give away too much of your business too cheaply just to hold on to someone. You may well um, live to regret this. We all know of clinic owners who have uh, given away a, a section or a partnership in their business simply to hold on to someone and they find a number of years later that they they end up not getting on or in some cases they detest each other and it ends acrimoniously. This is not what you want. This is not what you're supposed to be doing in your business. You're supposed to be making a lifestyle for yourself that makes it less stressful, not more stressful. In my own case, I offered a member of staff um, 66% of his turnover um, just to get him to take the job and to stay. And it wasn't until a few years later when I realized uh, my numbers that I was making about three, maybe 4% profit on the turnover he was bringing into the clinic for a lot of pressure, pressure and a lot of stress. Um, not worth it. Big mistake I made and never made that mistake again. So like I said, this podcast or this episode is about how you retain the staff that you've got. And a mistake that a lot of people make is they think that it's all about money. And money may not be the driving factor for your staff. And if it is, perhaps they're not even the right staff member for you. Maybe they're never going to be satisfied when it comes to uh, the, what it is they're looking for, which is money, because they're going to want more and more. And you'll often find that these people, essentially the only thing that's going to satisfy them is to open their own clinic which is perfectly fine because if you're a clinic owner, that's just what you did. So money should not really be the only thing you use to, to retain your staff. Um, it's more likely that the type of workforce that are coming out nowadays, the, uh, because they know they can move from job to job, that they've more have a need for a feeling of self-worth and progression within their podiatry career. Um, indeed, research shows us that staff who have a feeling such as this or a sense that they're contributing to society or to others um, have a much uh, more fulfilled career and are happier at a job and tend to stay a lot longer than those who are simply paid more in the same job. So it isn't, the research tells us that it isn't the money, more money, that gets people to stay longer. It's other things. Now the money is important. I'm not suggesting that you don't pay your staff well, but if you just think that the answer is throwing more money than your than your uh, competitors um, at your staff, well, then you're you're mistaken. Um, what you need to do, though, is you need to make sure that you have a system where you systemize how you keep your staff happy, how you make them feel fulfilled and that they're contributing. So we do this in my uh, coach private coaching um, program. What I do is I help my clients to devise a retention system for their staff, just like I've done in my clinic. Um, and I do quite a number of things to encourage my staff to stay, realizing that they're not going to stay forever. And that if they do go, even if they do open up a clinic in the same city as me, that that's OK. Um, I'm grateful for what they've contributed to my business and to my clinic while they were there and wish them luck when they move on. So one of the main things that I would use inside of my business to retain my podiatry staff is CPD or uh, learning because that's driven into any good quality podiatrist wants to get better at their clinical 
um, skills and they want to push themselves further and further. So we use this as an attractive attraction system and a retention system. So for example, we run a mentorship program for our new staff. So that's why I love to take on new grads. People are fresh out of college because they have a clean slate and they'll do things the way I want. And they're eager for someone to take them under their wing and show them how to do things. So we have a automated mentorship program where we have set up a um, system that uh, will send them out um, daily and weekly um, training and they're given a designated mentor, at least one if not two inside in the clinic to help them progress their skill level. The bonus for me is that um, these podiatrists are skilled up or trained up much faster than they would have been in other clinics. So within 16 weeks, they're doing the kind of stuff that I was not doing in my first job after seven years. And they're bringing in good quality turnover to my business. Um, we provide them with a CPD funding. So we give them significant money every year to spend on good quality training for themselves. And we don't just pay for the training. We pay for their flights. We pay for their accommodation. We want to make sure their experience of going off and training is a pleasant one and uh, we are happy to contribute to that we we positively encourage them to do so i had a member of staff last year was going off on a course and she was going to stay in a hostel and i said no you're not going to stay in a hostel stay in a nice hotel because i want her to come back from that weekend buzzing thinking this is a great place to work look what they've done for me um, we have uh, regular mentorship meetings um, as a group um, depending on your experience and who it is you're going to mentor. We have re weekly um, CPD meetings and these are never moved. So nothing ever comes up that's more important than the CPD in our clinic. And that's something that the staff get um, an opportunity to start to see from the get-go, from the first day that they arrive in the clinic, that this is a different clinic. This isn't just simply about what's good for the business, what's good for the clinic. It's also about what's good for them as a clinician. We do regular social occasions where the business will pay for, for um, nights out, um, go-karting, kayaking, and so forth. All of this is used to um, encourage a, um, a good quality culture and to, to represent our core values. We invest in our staff and we encourage them to, to build for themselves um, and focus on their long-term um, happiness, not just clinically and professionally, but personally. Um, too often what you'll find is that the breakdown in relationship between the employer and the employee is primarily down to the employer's um, lack of clarity on his or her expectations for that staff member. So to, this should be avoided at all costs. So what happens is a new staff member will come on board and the employer has kind of intimated or suggested what he's expecting, but he, ha he or she has not made it crystal clear. So you have to make sure that this is not the case because this is where things can go so bad you cannot recover them and that staff member that you put so much effort into recruiting so much effort into training getting to do things your way um, the relationship breaks down and you lose them and you have to start from scratch all over again so this like i said can be easily avoided or resolved before the employee even takes the job by doing three things number one you make sure as the employer that you give clear objective goals to your employee 
of what you're expecting, such as the percentage of the patients that you expect to complete their plan of care. You're going to, you want 100% of patient notes to be clear and accurate, or if it's a receptionist, a 90% um, conversion rate of patients who ring looking for appointments. Um, number two, you need to be sure that you have continual accountability of these goals and meetings to assess the performance of that employee. If you're not checking and holding your employee accountable for those goals, how are they going to know then when you are happy or not happy? If, for example, they're not, you tell them out you want them to do something when they start, they don't do it and you don't bother to check it or hold them accountable for weeks or months and then suddenly you hold them accountable. That's not going to work. They're going to think, well, what does he want me to do here? This is not clear. Third thing is any issues that need to be dealt with should be done so in an environment of positivity and continual um, individual and group improvement. So we all make mistakes. I make mistakes. You, the listener, makes mistakes. And you have to give your employee the opportunity to make mistakes. So you, you tell them what you're expecting. You train them up on that properly. You don't just let them off. You hold them accountable. And when they do make mistakes, you you come at it with a constructive criticism and you again train them again and make sure that you and your team work what can we do to make things better now there will come a point where uh it's not you've gone far enough with this employee and it isn't going to work and i'll, I'll come to that in a moment but this all comes back to your core values or or, or that you're trying to uphold your your values and the values of your clinic to the employee all of the time both you the employer and the employee are doing so you lead by example if you have clear understandable systems and good quality mentorship um, you'll find that your staff will tend to stay longer and be happier than they will if it's just simply throwing money at them so um, what i would say to you about with regards to money is you're better off if you can give your staff a set wage if you're giving your 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 staff a percentage of their turnover then they're continually going to be concerned are they going to make enough money that week there's not enough um, stability for them and the last thing you need your staff member is feeling in any way unsecure or unstable because that's going to lead to them considering other jobs elsewhere or if they're on a percentage they're thinking well why don't i just do this for myself because then i get a hundred percent of the wage or of the turnover. So if you can, I would strongly recommend that you move your staff onto a set wage, get good get good at your marketing, and then you should be able to provide them with that wage, no problem, and not be concerned that you're not going to bring in enough turnover to pay them. This will lead to keeping your staff longer and keeping them happy. Now, you can't always keep your staff happy. Sometimes they're going to need to leave, or sometimes you're going to need to fire them. If you're going to fire them, remember, hire slow and fire quick. Now, what I mean by this is when you know that this is not working, don't sit around waiting. And you've when, a, when you know it's not working, you've given them opportunities. You've, you be honest with yourself that you've trained them. You've, you've shown them the objectives. You've held them accountable and they're still not getting it. Well, then maybe it's time for them to move on. And this, the, the, the least cruel thing to do long term is to make that decision quickly and obviously within the legal parameters of wherever it is you're living so i would have seven key tips that i'm going to give you for having good relationships with your staff 
And if you follow these tips, I feel you are far more likely to have a less stressful uh, clinic because your staff um, that you, you keep are, or you that you get on board are great staff and you keep those great staff for a much longer than your competitors would do. So the first one would be you have to have a healthy and alive culture in your clinic and you have to, um, as the employer, lead by example when it comes to this culture. You need to be mindful of the unequalness of the employer-employee relationship. You have a lot of power as the clinic owner over your employees in their life, how they live their life. And you need to be mindful of this and not abuse that situation or that, um, that relationship. You need to have empathy for your staff. You need to understand that your clinic and your business is not their priority and nor should it be. It's your priority. And you need to empathize with what's going on with them and stand in their shoes. You need to be clear on the role and the expectations that you have for your staff. You need to have frequent meetings with those staff with objective performance reviews. It can't be subjective. It can't be just your opinion or your gut feeling. You need to be able to measure the objectives that you give them. You need to show them that you're measuring these objectives and it's clear to them that this is actually the results. That it's not just your opinion or off the top of your head. You should have an active educational element um, with, with, to their position with active support for the clinic. What I mean by this is you should be trying to encourage your staff to develop themselves professionally and personally. So I talked about the CPD. And another example is that we run a free homeless clinic once a month um, within our clinic. And my staff get paid to do that. And it gives them a great sense of worth to be able to do that. And yes, we're closing the clinic. Yes, we're losing income, you might say. But aside from giving for us as the owners of the clinic, giving back to society, it allows our staff to feel that they're doing the same thing. So I'll help them to develop as people, not just as clinicians. You need to avoid micromanaging or personalizing any situation. So as scientists, as perfect medical professionals, we tend to be perfectionists. We kind of have to be. If we're not perfectionists in our clinical skills, uh, we might not do such a great job or a bad job when it comes to a patient. But you need to be able to, when you get staff, forgive them for making mistakes. They're not going to do things 100% the way you're going to do them. So they may not say use the phrases you'd say when they're answering the phone and so forth. And... You need to understand that that's okay. Give them a little bit of latitude. But that doesn't mean you don't hold them accountable. And again, don't personalize any situation. Your staff are there to help you achieve the goals you want. But it is frustrating having staff. If you're a clinic owner, you know this listening to this today. It can be really frustrating. And you, the key is you cannot take this personally. If you take this personally, when they, things don't work out the way you want, when they drive you bananas, then you're never gonna make this long-term. And the last thing I'd say is, kind of like a bonus uh, uh, one I'd say is, you need to train your staff, you need to trust them, you need to measure them, and you need to repeat that process over and over again. By doing this, what you'll find is that not only do you retain or do you attract your great staff, but you retain your great staff and you make them even greater and the bonus for you as a clinic owner is the clinic will start to run more independently of you you will earn more 
you'll work less and you'll live a much better lifestyle. So before I go, I just wanted to announce that we are um, at More Practice Profits um, launching a new service in the next week where we are going to be building a website um, ser website bu building service for podiatrists where essentially most websites, if you've listened to my podcast on what a good website is, most websites tend to be quite nice and glossy, but they don't actually bring in any leads. So there's research out there showing that between one and 3% of people who land on a website take any action. Well, what we're looking to do is we're looking to build websites for podiatrists that will bring that number up. So we want a higher percentage of our patients or of our potential patients who land on our website, just as, as happens with my clients and with my website, to take some sort of action, such as downloading a report, a lead magnet of some report, some degree, so that we get them into our marketing funnel. We fill our marketing funnel at the top, and from there, we start to convert those leads. So that's a service we're going to be launching in the next week or so. If you're something you're interested in, basically a website that makes you money 24 seven, even if you're in bed or asleep or at the beach, uh, then have a look at our website over the next few days and you'll see it under products. Um, so this is Lorcan O'Donnell from More Practice Profits and the Podiatry Business Podcast signing off. We'll talk to you next week.